So my girlfriend and I last week went to Naples um, to visit her family, and we also ended up visiting her 97-year-old grandmother okay. in her nursing home. Impressive, 97. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was warned ahead of time that she has dementia. Okay. It's not always super lucid. All right. Um, but, you know, nursing Nin- home and, and 97. And, and, 97 <laughs> and I'm like, all right, yeah. I mean, and my grandmother had Alzheimer's, and like, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've dealt with this. I can hang. Yeah. Um, and so we get there. And she's actually fairly lucid, and she, like, recognizes Kelsey and, like, can place her with her mom and everything, and, mm-hmm. like, it's all fine. Mm-hmm. She gets transfixed on Kelsey's hair for a bit and just keeps talking about it, and, like, it's so long. It's not that long, but, right. you know, when you're 97, you can barely see, and you can right. only just see uh, the length of the hair. She also, like, obviously didn't know who I was and mm-hmm. couldn't see me and just kept asking, who is she? <laughs> Well, you do have that curly hair. I do, and I think that's... And it was longer last week. Yeah. Uh, and I think she could j- just see that. And right. I was like, who is she? <laughs> who is this she, tall, skinny woman? <laughs> who did she come with? But then the best was, we were we were sitting there and talking about something, about family or, or you know, the old days. And she just says, it won't be long now. And we kind of pause and mm-hmm. just feel the, you know, the, the, the pregnancy of the moment. And she goes, I can feel it. Oh, shoot. And it gets worse. And we're all just kind of like, what are you talking about? And then she says, I need to get my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just exactly the right thing. Uh, that's perfect. To fix that moment. Yep. And then we all just kind of laughed and, and moved on. Gonna be okay. <laughs> Everything was going to be okay. Welcome to episode 132 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I am back from vacation. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. I cannot believe that school is back in. It feels like it started so early Really early. I think Thomasville, I mean, they started a week earlier than Tallahassee, at least. Two weeks. Two weeks. And then I have another two weeks before... And then college starts Before college starts. So like I don't know why anybody starts before Labor Day. Yeah, I like your system. Thank you. Um, between Labor Day and Memorial Day. Yeah, and that's the it. The end. That's mm-hmm. it. And if you need to tack on some extra weeks for like hurricane days or whatever, it is what it is. It is what it is. But like Labor Day to, I mean Memorial Day to Labor Day just makes more sense, guys. It is so hot here. Mm-hmm. Yesterday it was ninety two degrees outside, mm-hmm. but it felt like one hundred two. Mm-hmm. That's not an exaggeration. That's according to the weather channel. Actually, felt like one hundred two. So it was not great. You shouldn't be going back to school. Right yeah, now is what no. I'm like these kids are gonna have heat stroke. Yeah. Let them let them stay for another month. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's all fine. Um, but because of back to school and because of some kind of suggestions and episode ideas from readers, it's time to talk children's books. Yep. Um, specifically middle, middle grade. Middle yeah. Um, so not so much like kids' picture books and not so much like young adult fiction, but right. that weird place right in the middle of kind of beginning readers, chapter books, right. these kinds of stories that are supposed to kind of pave the way for, for kids to love reading. Yes. And... And that's really, I would like to just put a reminder to parents or educators listening to this, that's really the goal, guys. Yeah. The goal isn't like how many pages can they read or how many books can they read in a certain genre. Like, And it's not about making them no, do it. No, it's about they have to learn to love it. And then guess what? They'll read on their own. Yep. Um, and 
we should preface this conversation by putting the disclaimer we always put, which is that we are not parents. No. So we are not. We're I, not. I have a cat. <laughs> I had a dog. Well, okay. It took a turn, didn't took it? Took that. Thanks. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't need to. It did. Okay. I need to mention it every chance I get because it's sad. It is sad. I want people to grieve with me. And you made all of us sad. Now. <laughs> okay. Well, take a minute. Okay. All right. So, um, <laughs> um, I read a really lovely story on Twitter okay. a couple weeks ago of this little boy who really liked the Miles Morales Spider-Man comics, and this is like the newer Spider-Man who is. Um, black and Puerto Rican mm-hmm. and he's a teenager and he's got like a younger story than like the standard Peter Parker. Okay. He's been around for a few years and he was going to like school book fairs and looking for the Miles Morales comics and this one guy or I think it was actually a woman this one woman who worked the book fair was trying really hard to get an ARC copy or advanced reading copy of this new like actual like novel mm-hmm. um, that's about Miles Morales and Spider-Man so that this kid would be so excited mm-hmm. and she got it okay. and she she got like her own personal ARC and like made sure that the kid's mom knew to come in at the time that she would be working so that she could give the kid the book and he could find it and just be so excited and he lost his mind oh. and it was the best thing and I think that's really the secret yeah. like you have to find something that they really Find an entry point. And so this kid got really into these comic books, and then he found a novel about this character that he loved and loved it, Mm -hmm. and was so excited about reading it. That's amazing. And that's what we are trying to do here. Right. That's what... And so sometimes I I get... Sometimes I feel like we get grandmothers or teachers who come in, and they're trying to get their grandkids or students or or children to read something that... that I understand what they're trying to do, but so I'll give the example of, and we'll talk about this with our guest today, Captain Underpants. Uh-huh. I think a lot of parents and grandparents turn up their noses mm-hmm. at Captain Underpants, right? Because it's got a guy. It's silly and it's gross. Yeah, it's got a like baby kid like in underwear on the cover with a plunger. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure there's a character called Professor Poopy Pants. Right. And like, I get it. Sure, I understand. But here's the thing. Get them into something they love, and then guess what? They'll outgrow it on their own. Yep. They'll move forward and yep. read something else. But get them if they want to read about poopy pants, like let them read about poopy pants. Like let them do it. Let them do it, um, because they have to start somewhere. That's right. And if they start on something that they like, then they develop a love for actually reading it. Right for the process. For the process, and once they love the process, then you can get them on something else, something that's maybe more quote unquote appropriate right. something maybe that you want them to read but they they're not going to start there no they're not um and so again we are not parents no um, so we have not followed this advice ourselves um but it just seems so clear to me yeah. as an educator and yeah. you as a bookseller le- i was about to say at least what i see in the store this is what makes sense yeah so because I- if you don't do that then they come to me when they're freshmen in college and don't <laughs> and can't handle reading 10 pages for homework because they hate it so much right and I'm like, well, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Right. And you want to, like my, when I've given talks to MOPS programs or things like that, I always tell people the goal is you want to raise kids who read and then you want to have adult people who read. Adults who read, we've talked about it many times before, statistically they have more empathy, they're able yep. to um, communicate more clearly with their peers Reading has all these wonderful benefits, but you have to start somewhere, and that somewhere might be with a guy with a plunger on the cover right. of your book. Right. 
Um, so do we want to start with our favorite books and move into our guest? Or I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, so what are some of the the popular ones that you've seen in the store? Okay, in the store, obviously we talk about Captain Underpants, yep. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh-huh. The guy who wrote Captain Underpants has released two or three new books in the Dogman series. Oh, yeah. So yeah, if yeah. your kids are into Captain Underpants, go ahead and also get them into Dogman, which is a thicker yep. book. The formatting's the same, but it's a step up in terms of more pages. Mm-hmm. Um, those, and guess what, guys? Those are legitimately funny books. Mm-hmm. Like, And I... So... My friends, when my grandmother passed away several years ago, they gifted me Diary of a Wimpy Kid, book one, because they thought it was so funny and entertaining. Mm-hmm. And those books are genuinely great. The author of those books is fantastic, Jeff Kinney. Mm-hmm. He owns his own bookstore yeah. in Massachusetts. Those are legitimately wonderful books and great entry points because they're set up like comic books. Right. Um, so I see a lot of those. Believe it or not, the James Patterson books. Yeah. Um, the, which, the Theodore Boone. So... No, no, Theodore Boone is my other pick. So James Patterson does the Treasure Hunter books. Oh, I'm thinking of Grisham. Yeah, you're yeah, thinking okay. of Grisham. So Theodore Boone is John Grisham's uh, kid lawyer, and mm-hmm. I love recommending those for upper grades, like fifth and sixth grade um, guys and girls. Like girls can like those too. Yeah. Um, but he's a kid lawyer. It's a great series. I really recommend those. James Patterson does the Treasure Hunter books, the middle school books, which have been turned into movies. Right. Um, and they, I think he does. Um, this other series about this girl named Jackie. Anyway, kids love those books. And his goal, say what you will about James Patterson and the commercialization of his books and the mm-hmm. fact, you know, whether or not he writes his books, whatever. He has a passion for children and mm-hmm. for getting kids to read. Kids and his, literacy. Yes. And his middle grade books are good. Um, those are books that kind of I see selling the most. Of course, Harry Potter, I feel like, goes without saying. Um, yeah, some yeah. books that are comparable to those that I wish would start to sell more are these new, there's this new series called Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales. Okay. So you'll hear, um, us talk a little bit later about kids nonfiction mm-hmm. or this weird mixture that I feel like a lot of kids lit does, which is fiction mixed with nonfiction. Right. It's like history with fictional characters. Exactly. Yeah. So these Nathan Hale books are comic book format. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they, and I mean legitimately comic book format, like it's, what do you call those? Like it's the squares uh-huh. of the grid. The grid. Um, but, and so I kind of actually think they're upper grade cause they almost are like graphic novel uh-huh. kind of stuff. Um, but they're about historical moments. Um, and then they're also deeply funny. So these came recommended to me by a sales rep. I've stopped the whole series. There aren't a ton yet. I think there might be four, mm-hmm. four or five. But anyway, Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales. Those are great for those kids who really like the historical element. Um, and then, yeah, I think those are the books that I see sell the most. Right. Um, the Nathan Hale I would like to see sell. Um, but the Captain Underpants, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, those of course are great for reluctant readers. Treasure Hunters, Emily Windsnap for the, oh, yeah. the audience who really wants the girl-centric mm-hmm. books. Is that the mermaid ones? Yes, those mm-hmm. are the mermaid books. And then um, I'm also thinking of Land of Stories by Chris Colfer. Right, those sell really those well. Those sell really well. And they look like they're quality books. Yeah, they do. Um, and great for fantasy mm-hmm. readers. So those are books that like I haven't really read because they're almost past my time. Mm-hmm. Um, Magic Treehouse, that kind of stuff. But... They sell really well, and kids really do seem to like them. Series are great for right. kids, too, because I think it eliminates the work of, what do I read next? Right, Instead, exactly. you can just read through the series. And that's something we were talking about in our interview that we'll have in a minute. But the idea of what's so great about a series is that 
you know that there's something more. Exactly. If you like it, you can find more. And it keeps the momentum going with your kids, which exactly. I think is super important. Like you don't want them. I mean, you and I talk frequently about reading ruts because mm-hmm. we get in them all the time. But, you know, adults can recover from the ruts a little better. But kids really can't. I right. think about um, my brother was really into, so I was an avid reader and Chet really wasn't at first. And which I think is the case with a lot of people. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, their daughters or their their young girls do okay, but then boys, I think for whatever reason, maybe aren't as drawn to the act of reading. But Chet really fell in love with Gary Paulson's books. Yeah. And then he also read um, these books. I believe they're Christian fiction, and they're out of print now, which is a shame because I would stock them because he read them, and then I would read them with him. Mm-hmm. They're called My Life As Books, and okay. it was like My Life as a Human Fly Swatter. Oh. Like, they were hilarious. And so if you're at a used bookshop, you might want to try looking for those because I can't stock them. They're out of print, but I think they technically are Christian fiction. Like, I think we bought them at the Christian bookstore, but they're deeply funny. Mm-hmm. Chet, I remember Chet would just die laughing, like giggle. Oh, he just thought they were so funny. And I think funny is what it's a great in it is a great in and it's yeah. great for your reluctant readers but it's good for readers like me too like i remember being grateful as a kid that chet was reading those because it gave right. me an excuse to right. read them too so anyway those are some some of the go-tos in the shop and then what are some that you really like um you yeah. mentioned gary paulson he was one yes. that I had on my list because hatchet did you read those? i loved hatchet okay. i only read that one okay. and i knew there were some sequels i yes. think at least one um i read that in fifth or sixth grade and i remember thinking like I'm not going to care about this. This is not the kind of thing I typically read, but right. then I was engrossed. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny because I'm like you. I thought I would have thought you might not have liked right. this. No. That's great. Uh, Hatchet, I think, is good for all kinds of readers. Okay, yes. Uh, so that's a really good classic one from, what, like the 60s, 70s? I guess because I, I think you and I... And again, maybe it's because we don't have kids or that's not like our primary who we're working with on a daily basis. But when I recommend books, I obviously recommend those that I just named mm-hmm. because customers have proven to me right. that those are worth reading. But I also go to these books that are a little bit older mm-hmm. because they're the books I read. Right. So Same. Gary Paulson yeah. is one of them. I also really like The Wrinkle in Time. Yes. Uh, Madeline Lingle in general is great, but you always recommend her other series, not the um, what is he? What is that series even called? <laughs> I don't the know. The Wrinkle in Time books, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I always recommend the Austin Family Chronicles mm-hmm. because I distinctly remember as a kid going into Barnes and Noble. Uh, Tallahassee didn't have an independent bookstore, uh, so going into Barnes and Noble and for whatever reason finding Meet the Austins, which is the first in the Austin Family Chronicles series. And I just fell in love with it. And again, it goes back to having a series. So I always had like a next one to read. I think they're probably, I want to say there are about six books in that series. Um, but I recommend them to kids now because most people skipped that series completely. Right. So they, they might have read the Wrinkle in Time books, but they have not even heard of Meet the Austins. So I adore those books. And in fact, I sold one today. And I'm thinking about going back and rereading them Mm -hmm. because that's not a series I reread. And it's just a series that I very much remember loving, but I couldn't tell you too much about it. Like it's one of those series that when I became a bookseller, I like Googled around to find what was the name of this series that took place. Like I had a distinct, there's a scene, I think in one of the later books where they're on Antarctica or like in the Arctic and I like Googled for that because that's the scene that stuck out to me, but I couldn't place the books. Mm-hmm. So I'm tempted to go back and read them again. I think it would be great. Because I haven't done that in probably decades and now. often reading kids' books is very rewarding yes. as an adult because you see them very differently. Yes. 
Um, one of the ones that I've reread a lot of times is all the Narnia books. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about this on, on a rereading episode, but I've read all those four or five, six times and they stand up to rereading yeah. and they are fun and they are very good and they build on each other. Although I am a strong proponent of reading them out of their current print order and reading them in publication order, which puts Magician's Nephew at book six instead of book one. Okay. I think that makes a world more sense and I don't understand why anybody ever wanted to put them chronologically. I'm confused why they did that anyway. Yeah. We had these in our church library and mm-hmm. Magician's Nephew was always six. Yeah. In, at least in whoever shelved our church library. That's where she shelved that one. That's the correct order. Yeah. And I was very mad when I learned about that publication order at yeah. first until I actually read them in that order and yeah. realized that they make so much more sense that with way. That, with six. that as a flashback instead Mm -hmm. of something that sets up the world because it doesn't set up the world. Right. It's only a payoff if you know the rest of the story. Yeah. Anyway, I will fight all of you if you want to email (laughs) me about that. It's fine. (laughs) Um, What are some other ones that you like? Um, So go-tos for me are... A a go-to author for me is Sharon Creech. Mm -hmm. I love, adore have reread multiple times the book Bloomability. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the book that inspired me to lie to my peers and say that I was going to boarding school in Switzerland. Good. Um, it's fantastic. I literally wrote away, wrote um, the American school in Switzerland for um, boarding information. I have the brochures still. My, mo- <laughs> my mother found them the other day. Um, Bloomability, Bloomability is fantastic, and Sharon Creech is just an outstanding author i believe she also wrote i want to say the wanderer which was also excellent but honestly everything she's written has been great you'll recognize her because she's a newberry pretty much everything she writes is a newberry winner Mm. um i also love el konigsberg these are books that i'm like you i think they might have come out with the gary paulson like 60s 70s because i think i was drawn to them because some older cousins and my mom like I found the old version so I don't know how old these books are but there is still in print view from Saturday is fantastic um oh gosh it's a that's one that one is about like a quiz team and I joined brain bowl after reading it I was very influenced (laughs) by the books I read as a kid um and then what is the one where they go to the museum. Have you read these? No. Oh, God, they're so good. Oh, no, I'm going to forget the name. Please put in the show notes the name of the E.L. Konigsberg book where they go. Will do. Into the museum. It's so good, you guys. And if you're grown up listening, read these. They're so good. Um, I heard the podcast mention Bridge to Terabithia yeah. the other day because Knox said it was the first book that like made him sob yeah. in class. It'll and do it was that. mortifying. Yeah. Um, so I read this book... I think I've told this story on the podcast before, probably, where I read it and then took it to my third grade teacher to read to us during, um, after lunch. Oh, yeah. We would have, like, nap time or whatever. Anyway, and she would read to us, and it had a hellhole in it, and so I went to a Christian school, and she wouldn't read it, so I went home, blacked out the word hellhole, and then brought it back, and was like, will you read it now? And she, she did. <laughs> to her credit, she did read it to our class. That book is so good. And I made my cousins read it. And then I remember taking my cousin, Ashley, who works here now, we went to a sleepover. Like, I, it was a youth group kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I was a chaperone. And they showed the movie, Bridge to Terabithia. Oof. And Ashley and I were, like, on different chairs, like, in the living room watching this movie. And we were the only two people in the room. <laughs> just, like, I mean, and I'm not a huge crier, but, like, sobbing, like, shaking. We left the sleepover. We did not <laughs> sleep the night. Like, 
Like, I was an adult, and I was like, we're not spending the night. We're done here. Um, so Bridge to Terabithia is fantastic. And, of course, all the classics. We talked about a couple weeks ago in our rereading episode. Yeah. Um, an Old Fashioned Girl, mm-hmm. Little Women, mm-hmm. which, oh my gosh, Little Women. You guys, Masterpiece Theater is turning it into a series. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. That's great. Um, I would add Tom Sawyer to that. Yes. I think Huck Finn is more for high school, but Tom Sawyer, I think, is a great middle reader book. Yeah. Um, what's another one? Anne of Green Gables, I love. Je- the Shel Silverstein Poetry Collections. Yes. Um, Light in the Attic, Where the Sidewalk Ends, Missing Peace. Those are all wonderful. I read those a hundred times yeah. as a kid. Another one that I thought of this morning that I don't think we've ever talked about and that I hadn't thought about in years, but is one that I really love, is called The Sea of Trolls. Oh, I never read that. I think it was by Nancy Farmer. It would have come out like late 90s, early 2000s. Um, it's a lot like his dark materials, like the golden compass and stuff, but without the heavy-handed anti-theism. Okay. <laughs> and it's just about these kids in this kind of like Norse fantasy world. And there are like the frost giants and there are Vikings and stuff. And it was, it was a really good story oh about these kids. I think their names are Jack and Jill and how they become like the Jack and Jill of the nursery rhyme oh, that's cool. as part of mythology. Like it was, it was a really good book. We I read it twice. We should. Because I'll look and I see if like it's in print. I feel like a lot of kids are curious about mythology too, yeah. and that might be good. Yeah, it um, was kind of one of my first forays into Norse mythology as a kid. I really liked it. Okay, that sounds good. I also love to recommend the All of a Kind Family. This is an older series that my mother loved, mm-hmm. and so like I grew up on things like. Not only Nancy Drew, but the Donna Parker mysteries. Somebody is listening to this, and and I bet they're probably my mother's age going, What? Annie's read Donna Parker? Yeah, I have. Uh, <laughs> because of my mom. Uh, the Bobsy Twins. All the kind of is so good. And then recently, I just have to show, and I know, guys, I'm not just saying this because Kathleen Kelly recommends them on um, You've Got Mail, but I truly did grow up loving the Betsy, Tacey, and Tib books. Right, right. I still stock those mm-hmm. here. I recommend them. And... Um, my mom came into the store the other day and was like, I think I need a children's book. What I just finished was heavy and I want something light. And so I sent her home with Betsy, Tacy, and Tib. And they sell them now in like the three book sets because these books were unique in that the content you grew with Betsy so like the early books are super thin like early beginner chapter books but then the later books are way more significant Mm -hmm. like little women sized books so they sell them like the first three in one volume so my mom took it home and she says they hold up beautifully and I felt completely validated because Anna Quindlin writes the introduction to this the reprintings, and I love Anna Quindlin so much. And so, anyway, the Betsy Tacey books, if you haven't read them or if your kids haven't read them, those are really, really outstanding. Um, and Encyclopedia Brown. Did mm-hmm. you read those? I didn't. I've heard a lot about them. I think I would have liked them. I think them, you would have liked them, uh, too. But I didn't know they were around until I was 23 or 24. To be fair, um, I recommended them to a little boy, actually, the young man we're going to be speaking to, mm-hmm. um, and he was very hesitant. So I don't know if kids now like them or not, but they're mysteries. Like right. He solves the mysteries, and he's so smart, and he was a hero of mine growing up, Encyclopedia Brown. So I've got a couple more that I want to talk about that are very recent ones um, that are both um, comic books or graphic novels, um, depending on who you ask. Um, Nimona is one that I've sold a lot here. Yeah, you have. Um, it's by Noel Stevenson. Um, it is about a teenage shapeshifter, uh, teenage girl shapeshifter, who apprentices herself to a supervillain. 
Um, it's a really good story. She can turn into a dragon and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, kids have loved it. Everyone yeah. I've recommended to has come back and said how much they liked it, which makes me feel very good. Yes, um, should. And another one that Kate actually, I think, brought in um, is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which is one that I've read a couple issues of that I really like. It's about a um, child super genius, and she comes across a dinosaur that has accidentally time-traveled from the past, and it becomes her pet. But it's a giant Tyrannosaurus, and she's a genius, and they have these little adventures together. Oh, that's fun. It's really great. We have that one in stock right now, um, the first, like, five or six issues that are collected. Did you... What about Roller Girl? Roller Girl is also very good, I feel yeah. like that one is a really good one. And for those Diary of a Wimpy Kid fans, I just have to throw out really quick the Hamster Princess books and, yeah. and the Dragon Breath books, I those think. Those are super cute. Those are really good. And I met that author, and I may have talked about this on a podcast a couple years ago, but she is legitimately super hilarious and very thoughtful mm-hmm. about what she's putting in these books. Um, I would not have ordered these or even thought about them until meeting her. And now I stock them regularly. And they're great, again, for those fans of Diary of a Kid. Um, I'm just, just since we're talking about kind of graphic novel kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, the Hamster Princess and the Dragon Breast books are really good. All right. Um, what we have coming up next is an interview with Brady McKenna, who is a local eight-year-old. Yep. Uh, it's really cute, and he has a lot of really interesting things to say about how he got into reading and what he likes to read. Um, So I hope you enjoy. Can you tell us your name and your grade, please, sir? Um, My name is Brady McKenna, and I'm in second grade. Second grade, all right. And... How long do you think you have loved to read? Um, I think about two or three years. What really got you into reading? Well, when I was a baby, my mom um, read books to me. Mm-hmm. And my dad did too. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, at first I, and then I got, and then when I got a little older, like in about um, four years old, mm-hmm. I got into space books. Oh yeah, space oh. is fun. Yeah, my husband Jordan loves. He still loves space books. So when you say space books, did you like like Star Wars kind of stuff? Well, I got into Star Wars books about um, but I think last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, by space, I mean like. The solar system. Like Mm -hmm. real space books. So you really liked things that were true. Like things about science. At that time. At that time. So you were into science books. That's kind of what we call nonfiction. Yep. And then I got into fiction books. And then fiction. Okay. So what got you into fiction? Um, I don't know. I, um, I guess I just started to read, um stories and that mm-hmm. got me into fiction books. What are some of your favorite fiction books? What were some of the first ones that you really liked? Um some my first fiction books that I liked were um Captain Underpants and mm-hmm. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah, those are really popular, especially with, with little boys, I think. 
Yeah. And Captain Underpants. So I remember you coming to the bookshelf and us talking about Captain Underpants. Mm -hmm. What made you um, kind of pick those books or fall in love with those books? Um, My mom went to the book fair or something and she came home. Me and my dad stayed home while my, my mom and my sister went to a book fair or something. <laughs> and then they came home with some books and my mom got me a book called Captain Underpants. Mm-hmm. And I started to read and I read it that night and I got and that's how I got into it. You just read the whole thing right there. All at once. Did you think it was funny? Like yes. did you laugh out loud? Um sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you just laughed in your head too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think what made you love Captain Underpants and what made you love um Diary of a Wimpy Kid was that they were funny books because those are very different from solar system books. Yes, they were very funny. Okay. And your friends, did they also like to read Captain Underpants and Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Well, my friend Luke is really um, is into Diary of a Wimpy Kid about as much as I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. And have you seen the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie? Um, I've seen the first, second, third, and ninth movie. And do you? How do you think the movies compare to the books? Well, um, the ninth one was really different. Mm-hmm. Did you like that? Um, yeah, like how um, in the movie, um, a boat their boat flew into a pool, <laughs> and how in the book it didn't, and then in the book, um, his dad was going to the bathroom, um, and um, he. And everyone else was in the van, and then um, he got so any and someone and he was at a motel <laughs> in someone's uh, in someone else's room, and he was using their bathroom. <laughs> and then when they came back from the hot tub, um, when the dad opened the door, he saw the other dad, and then. Um, <laughs> And then he ran and got a hold of their car keys and threw it and threw them in a bush. And then the and then it said that um he we must they must have gotten about two miles before that dad even bothered to pull his pants up again. <laughs> <laughs> so you know this story pretty well. Have you read it more than once? Yes. And why do you think you, you read these books more than one time? Well, it's because I really like them. Mm-hmm. Because they're funny and because they make you laugh. Yes. Would you, like, if somebody came into the bookshelf and he was a kid, maybe your age or maybe a little younger, would you try to recommend these books? Um, yes. And how would you recommend? Like, if you were like me or like Chris and you're trying to sell a book, how would you describe Captain Underpants or Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Like, how would you sell them? Well, I would describe Captain Underpants, um, funny and, um, funny, and I would describe Diary of a Wimpy Kid, um, 
weird and funny. So <laughs> kind of that weird. Do you like the fact that Diary of Wimpy Kid almost looks like a comic book in some places? Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, I really like the format of those. Do you think that helps, you know, do you think that helps you read it and other people enjoy reading them because of how they're set up? With all the little pictures? Well, I like reading books with words and with words with all words on some pages and pictures on pages every once in a while Mm -hmm. and I like books with no pictures at all. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that I think lately so you really were into Captain Underpants Diary of a Wimpy Kid and lately you've really correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like you're really into the I Survived books. Yeah I um and the only reason I got into I Survived was because um, one day last year, um, we had a library at school, mm. and um, I didn't have any books to check out. And then he told me that I Survived books were really good. And so you decided to try a couple. Tell me some of your favorite I Survived books. Tell me the titles. Um, one of them, my favorite I Survived book was the Nazi invasion. Mm-hmm. So they're all called, right, I Survived, and then like a his- so, historical uh, event. Nazi invasion or French Revolution and all stuff like that, right? Yes. Have you read the Hindenburg one yet? Yes. Did you like that one? Yes. I think kind of the I Survived ones are kind of your return to nonfiction. You went from the space books into the Diary of a Wimpy Kid and Captain Underpants, and well, now you're kind I of reading survived. the history. Well, in the I Survived books, what happens in the books are is real, mm-hmm. but um, all the characters mm-hmm. um, are made up by the author. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it kind of helps you learn about history, but at the same time you're really getting this great story with these kind of fictional characters. Yes. Okay. I have another series that you might like, and I don't remember the authors right now, but they were called the Time Warp Trio, and it was about these three kids who time travel, and they go to these different time periods and have to interact with with real historical people. I think you might like that. Yeah, you might enjoy those. You also, is there another series you're into right now? Um, yes. What are you into? So, at first I was into space books. Then I got into um, Captain Underpants. Then I got into Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And then I got into I Survived. And then I got into um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid again. And mm-hmm. then I got into the Magic Tree House, oh, which I'm yeah. reading right now. And there are so many Magic Tree House books. So um, do you like those because one of the main characters is named Annie? Um, <laughs> um, it's because, um, I got, um, the first four for my birthday Okay. from my grandmother, and, um, it's the first one where, the, where they're playing around in the woods in Frog Creek, Pennsylvania, and then the, um, final tree house, and then they decide to go... And then Annie decides to go look in it, and Jack is like, oh, brother. And then he <laughs> climbs up, too. And then and, they discover and it's that it's magic. And all they have to 
and they can go somewhere, and they can go to, and the and the treehouse can travel to a different place and to a different time through these books, right? Yes. Do you feel like when you read, you kind of get to go to different places and times too? Um, I think well, I like to read about them. Mm-hmm. Because it kind of takes you there. Okay, I have one more question, and Chris might have more, but I think my question is, it seems like all of your reading years, you have really read a lot of series. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you're drawn to these series of books instead of just like one book at a time? You know what I mean? Yes. Why do you think you love series? Well, I love series because, um, well, it's because, um, when I got into space books, there wasn't really any series of those. Mm -hmm. But when I got into Captain Underpants, that was a series. And I'm not the one who got myself into it. My mom did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um... I'm not the one who got myself into um, any of the books except the space books. It seems like most of your great book books that you love have been recommended to you by somebody else. Um, yes, almost all of them. And so you then see why it's important to recommend books, like your friend in the library who was like, hey, you should read I Survived. So do you do that with people in your life? What books do you recommend to them? Yesterday, I tried to get one of my friends into the Magic Treehouse books, but other than that, I don't think so. So maybe that's something you can do in the future. As you learn to love to read, you'll also learn to love to tell people about the books that you like. Yes. I think that's awesome. Because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's our whole job. It's both <laughs> of my jobs. <laughs> yeah, we love recommending books to people. So my friend, so my friend Rowan got me into I Survived. Um, my mom's friend Erica got me into Diary of a Wimpy Kid. My mom got me into Captain Underpants. Um. I guess those are, and I guess that's it. Yeah. What do you think you might like to read next? You're going to keep reading Magic Treehouse because there are a bajillion of those. There's 29. 29? What about the special editions? They're like, did you know about those? Um, yes. Yeah. What I would like to read next, um, is prob, um, I don't know what I'm going to read next. Mm-hmm. I might just do I Survived again next. Mm-hmm. Or, and if I do do that, I might do Harry Potter after. Mm-hmm. Yes. And have you read that before? Um, My mom has read it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom has all seven books. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Well, that's exciting. Sounds like you've got some good reading ahead of you. And we have all the... Harry Potter movies on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you could read the book and then, and watch, then watch the, the movie. movie. That'd be cool. Well, Brady, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. You can find full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes, Stitcher, on our or on our store website. That's bookshelfthomasville.com. And if you want to see some of these kids in our shop, um, we have a weekly story time at 11 o'clock on Saturdays, and you can see pictures of that on our social media, at Bookshelf Tville on Twitter and on Instagram, and we are The Bookshelf Thomasville on Facebook.
Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week.